Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. I've tried something different with these local commentaries today. You know those breathe right strips that uh, separate your nose, that open up your nose a little bit? I have one of them on right now, and I'm curious to see. Sometimes when I go back and listen to these commentaries or the show at large, I think I sound a little too nasal. So I thought maybe opening up my nasal passages a little bit would make me sound a little bit less nasal. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but you could tell me if you think there's any difference. Could be better, worse, or the same. Well, you know the old saying, and I think the old song, you can't drive 55. Well, New Yorkers could be living life in the faster lane thanks to a new bill by Republican State Senator Thomas O'Mara. Currently, state law caps all speed limits at 55 miles per hour for any road, highway, parkway, or bridge. Now, for certain highways, such as interstate highways, the limit steps up to 65 miles per hour. But New York State Senate Bill S-2209 proposes pushing that limit up by a whopping five miles, setting the cap at 70 for highways that meet the Department of Transportation's criteria. If this should pass, the new cap would go into effect immediately, allowing the Department of Transportation to switch out signs as they see fit. So I don't know where this is going to go. The bill is still in committee waiting to be reviewed. And I think maybe this does have some merit. Look, I realize we're having a big problem with vehicular deaths and things of that nature, but this bill is sitting right next to another bill, which would mandate speed-limiting technology be placed in all vehicles. It's certainly possible both of these bills could be passed and signed into law simultaneously. So there are several highways in New York State, and I've made that drive up the New York State Thruway to Albany many times, that you could up the limit to 70 miles per hour, and I think it would be just fine. I'm curious to see how this Plays out. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I know we have a lot of listeners in New Jersey, and a funny thing has happened in New Jersey over the course of the last decade. In the last 10 years, New Jersey lost a third of its banks. I have to tell you, I spend a lot of time in New Jersey. I have a lot of friends in New Jersey, some family in New Jersey. I had no idea. Now, what does this all mean for consumers? Well, there was an interesting article in the Asbury Park Press about this. New Jersey had 162 banking institutions in 2012. That number fell to 111 by 2022. The number of branches has dropped as well from 3,277 in 2012 to 2,000. 
478 in 2022. In years past, when there were mergers and all sorts of waves of banks merging with one another, new smaller banks would emerge. Now that doesn't happen as often. And look, there are still places that you could bank and there's a lot of options for things like online banking. And New Jersey bankers say they need to keep getting bigger and more profitable so that they can invest in technology, protect against fraud and continue to lend. But I really worry about this. This trend is raising alarm bells from lawmakers, local consumer advocates and other people who say that the consolidation is leading to less convenience and potentially higher costs. And what I worry about is the lack of competition. The fewer banks there are, the less products there are, the less service, the less investment. And Phyllis Saloke, the president of New Jersey Citizen Action, a consumer advocacy group, is asking regulators to scrutinize these bank mergers more closely. And this trend, if you think it's over, it is continuing in a big way. In 2023, Santander, for example, recently said it plans to close two branches in Monmouth County. And I think there's definitely some things that can change in the banking sector. One of the things that I'd love to see in the long term, and this is more of a national issue than a local one, and we'll revisit this in future commentaries, is have the post office offer savings accounts the way they used to. Up until the 1960s, you could go to the post office and open a savings account. It was a great option for the unbanked community with fewer banks and no postal savings accounts it is getting easier and easier to have no access to a convenient bank that's walking distance to your home beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight when I was spending some time with my friend Curtis Sliwa Sunday night as we were discussing the Memphis shooting privately, he was going on and on about how horrible the Memphis police commissioner was. Apparently, he's been following her career for years and said she was a disaster in Durham, North Carolina. She was a disaster in Atlanta. Everywhere she's gone, she's been a disaster. And uh, he thinks that uh, she's just as much of a disaster in Memphis. And I asked him, do you think it was a mistake for her to disband this Scorpion unit? in the aftermath of the killing of uh, Tyree Nichols. And he said, absolutely. He said the criminals are going to have a field day. And I think he's right. Uh, The more I looked into this, the more I think it's a good idea to have these so-called hotspot cops, yes, the kind of cops that killed uh, Tyree Nichols in Memphis, in places where there are a lot of problems with crime, particularly gang crime. And somebody that actually agrees with me is Governor Kathy Hochul. Governor Hochul wants more of these hotspot cops here in New York. These controversial units have been responsible for some high-profile killings and some high-profile civil rights abuses in cities nationwide. And Governor Hochul doubled their state grant funding in New York and wants to double it again. I don't think that the reason Tyree Nichols was killed is because of the Scorpion unit. I think the reason that Tyree Nichols was killed was because you had five police officers that happened to be part of this Scorpion unit behaving like criminals. And I think there are a lot of solutions to how to deal with that. Better training, more pay so that better qualified people want to become police officers in the first place. But I don't think doing away with units like the Scorpion unit or similar units that have been in place in police departments around the city, I don't think that's a good solution for anybody. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. 
Before the program ends, don't let me forget to engage in what is becoming, thankfully, a monthly tradition, and that is to thank you for once again making us the most listened to overnight show in New York. Now, when we say the most listened to overnight show in New York, we mean on any station, AM or FM. It's not the number one AM station, not the number one news talk station, not the number one news station. Of anything that's on the radio now, in the most recent ratings, we were once again number one. And I'm very proud of this for uh, two reasons. One, this is what they call the holiday book, which is notoriously difficult for the uh, medium of talk radio. That's why they created a separate book. They don't just call it December or January. It's very heavily geared towards Christmas music, and we were still number one. Also, this is the first full book in which we've been competing against uh, one of the all-news stations, 1010 Wins, which is now simulcasting on AM and FM. So while they did creep up a little bit, you could take their numbers on AM and their numbers on FM, combine them, and we are still beating them. And I'm very, very proud of that. And I recognize the fact that the only reason that we're able to do this is because of you. So I'm hoping that we continue to be number one for the foreseeable future. I'm hoping our audience continues to grow. And I am hoping that we can replicate the success that we've had in New York in city after city. Until then, thank you again for making us once again number one. And number one with some pretty impressive numbers. We're doing just about a 12 share in the 12 plus category. I know all the naysayers on the New York radio message board say, oh, 12 plus doesn't count because it's only older listeners, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. If our listenership skews older, I'm happy to have it. I love senior citizens and I'm happy that our audience consists largely of senior citizens. And I'm thrilled to be number one in any ratings category and uh, especially one that encompasses all of the radio listeners over the age of 12. Beam me up! To be continued.